0: everyone knows adidas from rum dmc to kanye west they've made a mark not only on the athletic industry they've also influenced culture music fashion and they don't seem to be slowing down anytime soon but neither does kira olson kira is a force to be reckoned with an alumni of portland state university kira has left a legacy behind as the co-founder of ao connect a student group focused on connecting students to the athletic and outdoor industries AO Connect started small, but membership skyrocketed her senior year and beyond. Post graduation, Kira began her career at Adidas with a retail merchandising internship, and since then has climbed the ladder of success from intern to recruitment coordinator to her current position as assistant buyer within the partner program. But what did it take to get to Adidas? What is it like working for one of the biggest apparel companies in the world? And what does she think the future of Adidas will look like? I'm Zoe Davis, and today on How I Got Here, Kira Olson explains her path to success and how creating a student group led her to creating a much brander career. I grew
1: up in Astoria, Oregon. It's a very small town on the coast. It's the most northwest that you can go in Oregon. Pretty sure it's the oldest settlement west of the Rockies or the Mississippi. One of the two. Might not be correct, but... Um, it's just an old town. My family's grown up, been there for generations. We all went to the same high school. We all have the same friends and it's just a really special place. Um, I loved growing up there, although it was small, sports were huge. Beach was big and it just kind of like deep rooted me
0: there. And
1: I still love going back. It's a really cool town. So
0: were you especially drawn to athletics as a kid and kind of growing up in that space? Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Like being from a small town, there's not a ton to do. Like sports is the main thing that people root for. And my dad was an athlete. My mom was an athlete. My grandparents were like, it was just something that has been a part of me since I was a child. And so started growing up playing like kids league soccer and then moved into softball and swimming. And then my two main sports that I discovered through all of this were basketball and volleyball. Okay. And played those throughout high school, and then um, eventually played, like, not professional college, but, like, rec leagues in college. Mm -hmm. And I still play here at Adidas. We have a fun little rec league for volleyball and basketball, which is super fun. So, yeah, it's always been a part of who I am, and it's my passion, for
0: sure. So, when you uh, graduated high school, did you know you wanted to be at PSU? Was that something that you felt drawn to being in the city or did you kind of look around at a bunch of different schools
1: yeah that's a great question and it was actually probably the hardest time in my high school career was deciding where to go to college and forever i thought i would go to university of oregon my stepdad went there and my uncle went there and it was just like thrown at me as a really cool school so i just always pictured myself there Um, But it wasn't until my senior year when I actually started touring schools and, like, getting the feel for places um, that I started opening up more options. And I actually toured PSU, I think it was in, like, May or June. And the campus was just super pretty and it was lively. And um, I never saw myself in the city. Like, being from a small town, it was honestly scary. And, like, I was just used to knowing my little place. Um, and I think that like challenge really excited me just coming into a new spot and there's a ton of diversity, even though Portland's not super diverse, but like for me, it was a, a culture change and just like seeing all of these cool people and things that were happening at PSU totally opened my mind up to that. And then once I started to discover like the business school and all the opportunities there and the point that they have a business school in the middle of the city where all of the companies that I would potentially want to work at in the future are at, mm-hmm. knew I wanted to work in athletics, some something to do with business. Um, and so having a school that would bring that business part and that sports part all in the city that I knew I wanted to be in was just like a perfect mesh. And I just got that like really good feeling when I went to PSU, like this is where I need to be. And I'm so happy I made that decision because I wouldn't be here I don't think if I would have chosen PSU. So
0: right, yeah. And you're doing super well here. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you can kind of go into your experience at PSU more specifically, um, your involvement with ANO Connect yeah. um, and that whole process, I think a lot of people um, kind of put the CRL and ANO Connect in that same little uh, like bubble together. Bubble, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's interesting to me now because when I first started as like a freshman. And even back when we started AO Connect, like CRL was not really a thing. Like it was more A&O Connect and like AO, and then food was completely separate. Right. Um, so it's really cool to see that the two are merging together. But for me, basically how my AO Connect story started is I think it was my sophomore year. Um, my business advisor was like, Oh, you're really interested in sports business. Like, check out this AO certificate program. Like, there's some really cool classes, and the professors are awesome. And I like I was interested and then I think Jennifer Nolfi was the contact on like this little card that, that my advisor gave me and so I just reached out to her willy-nilly and set up an informational and that was like my first informational ever and I just wanted to pick her brain about like the program and like if it would be right for me and what opportunities would come out of it and then that's kind of where our, our relationship started um, was just kind of like me reaching out and learning more and then once I started to take classes and Um, get more understanding of the certificate I me and a a fellow peer Jordan realized that there's not really a community for athletic and outdoor people at PSU there was a women's group um, I don't even remember the name of it but it was basically non-existent but they had a group within PSU like they were already solidified as a student group so we kind of took that group and changed it to be like more inclusive. It wasn't just for women, it was for everyone. And it was for all of the A&O industry. And we worked with Jennifer to grow it. We basically came up with a mission for A&O Connect. And that in a nutshell was to connect students with industry professionals and kind of like bridge that gap between the two and the way that we did that was through multiple activations through um, speaker events was our first like main way to do it we brought in industry speakers to share about different topics share their career path and just advice for students and then we would always open up for networking at the end of the event so the students really had a chance to connect one-on-one um, and then we started to go into industry tours and then we got an advisory board, which Zoe became a part of, which was super awesome. Yeah. Um, and we just started to get more support and like really drive this group. And I think the most rewarding thing from this group is to see the placement and like the impact that we've had on the students lives who are now in the industry Mm -hmm. and to see that come full circle is just amazing and to see it happen year over year like happened with me and Edwin and then multiple students under us is really exciting and that's just like driving the purpose of why we started Mm -hmm. it and I'm really happy to see Jackson and the rest of the crew take it on and just keep growing it from there.
0: Yeah I mean so for those of you who don't know a No Connect um, is Run by Jackson Cronkey. He yeah. is a, a student worker at the CRL. Um, and he kind of took over after you and Edwin left. And then yeah. there were some other people in between. But um, he's really been focusing kind of on the original like mission that you guys have. Cool. Like, it's really more so about just getting people connected and getting people to speak to industry people. I think it's kind of scary sometimes oh, yeah. coming into college and having no contacts, no networks. I mean, it's... You really have to do it on your own. Um, and ANO Connect really did connect people yeah. to industry. And I think even though I'm I'm not a part of the advisory board anymore, I mm-hmm. still keep in contact with people that I met through ANO Connect and I still, you know, talk to them and see them around and
1: Yeah, it's huge. Like I the connections that I made through ANO Connect have put me where I am for sure. Like I remember one of the main contacts I made was Manny Bokic. He came and spoke in the classes for Anno certificate. And we also had him come speak at um, an ANO Connect event. And he, I kind of took him on as like one of my mentors and one of like my aspiring people. Yeah, He works here at Adidas now in merchandising. And he taught me about merchandising before I even started here. And he taught me how to like build informational interview questions and like So did Jennifer, and those two really helped build, like, my development professionally, so then I could share that with the rest of the group, but I totally agree with you, like, the connections you make through that group are, like, key, and I think they're connections that you will have for the rest of your career. Right. Hopefully life, but... Yeah,
0: whether you're in the industry (laughs) or not, I think... And I think it's also really awesome to see that there are so many industry professionals who are excited to talk to college students. Oh yeah! I think there's this whole idea that like once you're in Adidas, Nike, wherever, like you're just blocked off from the rest of the world. And I don't see that. I mean, yeah, I've spoken to so many people who are like, I just want to go talk to students and like tell them what I did and how I got here. And it's, I mean, that's the essentially the part of this podcast or the main focus of this podcast is yeah. just to give students information on. You know, pathways to success. And it's not generally a straight path. It's winding and there's a lot of challenges, but you know, you end up where you want to be most of the time.
1: Yeah. Or if you're not where you want to be, you figure out what you like and what you don't like about where you are. And then it helps you navigate where you potentially will go next. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So, kind of going off of that, um, when you first got your internship at Adidas. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about that, and what that process was like?
1: Yeah, for sure. So my junior year, um, when I was heavily involved in AO, I was started exploring internships. I reached out to all my contacts that I made in AO um and just tried to figure out like if there was any internships that I could get to be honest, I was applying to a lot. I applied to Nike, Under Armour Adidas and a bunch of smaller firms within Portland. Um, unfortunately, nothing worked out, and it really hurt me. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was like, man, I was really gung-ho about getting an internship. And it came, I think it was April or May, and I had nothing lined up for that summer. And most applications had closed, mo- closed months ago. Um, and when I found out I didn't get the Adidas one after having such tight connections here, it... It like hurt a lot and I know that sounds weird but like when you have your like expectations set um, that was kind of a bummer but somehow an internship came available um, like late April early May and it was for the retail back office doing merchandising and I just saw it pop up on the site and I was like I'm gonna apply right away <laughs> and it wasn't just a few days later that they called me back a recruiter did we did a little phone interview um, and then the few days after that, I could tell they were kind of in a hurry to fill that internship because it's probably the last one because mm-hmm. internships start in June. Um, I came in and I interviewed with, um, uh, my, my old manager for the internship and an HR partner and we had a really great conversation and that was like my first real interview at a corporate setting. Super scary, but like, a great growing experience. And I walked out feeling pretty good, not super confident. And I was like, whatever happens happens. It doesn't work out. I'll go work at the pig and pancake, which is where I worked through high school (laughs) and through college to restaurant on the coast. Um, but then a few days later they called me and they were like, we want to offer you the retail merchandising internship. And I was like, no freaking way. This is awesome. Like just the best thing that could have happened for me that summer. And like really that set me up to where I am now. Um, but to talk a little bit about my internship, you want, if you yeah, want to hear great. about it. Um, so my internship was focused on retail, like Adidas own stores, factory outlets, full price, and Adidas.com. That's kind of like our, our three pieces of our own retail. Um, and basically what my project was, I was kind of given, so the internship's three months and I was given one project that would sustain me through these three months. And it was a pretty big project. Um, in a nutshell, it was like, find a way or create a system that would help us get the right soccer product in the right doors in the right time and the right amounts. And like coming into this internship with no merchandising experience or supply chain or anything, I was very overwhelmed and I didn't know where to go with this project or what I was going to do. So luckily I had an awesome team like people who are working under my manager who helped me, who answered all my questions and who showed me the systems and really helped me build this project through those three months. And I learned so much. Um, and then I gave my presentation at the very end and it went well. Um, and there was good feedback. And luckily for me, I was in Portland. And this is why I also love PSE. Like I was going to school, I was going to finish up my, it would have been my senior year. And they offered me at Adidas to work part time for an additional three months, which was super cool. Like no one else got that opportunity. And I think me just being in the city and being close and like, I expressed that I still want to work here and I want to contain this or uh, maintain this relationship. They were on board. So I worked an additional three months part time. I took school at PSU two days a week and worked three days a week here. Um, and that was super unique. Like I feel super grateful that I got that. Uh, it was really hard, but it was a great intro into like what it would be like to work here full time. Mm -hmm. And that's when I solidified my, um, interest in Adidas and like, I for sure want to be here. Mm -hmm. So that was my internship. Like if I could go back, I wouldn't change anything. Maybe I would come in a little bit more prepared, like knowing these functions in Excel and, Um, like realizing that it's okay that I don't know these things. Like when I would feel overwhelmed, I felt like I needed to know these things and that I was behind because I didn't, but that's just, you learn things on the job and even jumping into my current role. Like I realized it's okay. that I don't know these things, which I learned in my internship. Like I'm going to learn it on the job and that's okay. But the internship experience here is amazing. I would recommend it to anyone. Um, my year, I think there was about, like, 50 interns from all over the U.S. We do a group internship project throughout the summer. And then when we presented to senior leadership at the end, um, my group won my year. So <laughs> that was pretty exciting. Yeah. But it's just a great way to work cross-functionally with different people in the company and different interns. And I just – I love our internship program. And we just actually just had an intern on our team leave last week, and she was awesome. Like, I would recommend it to anyone for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, and I think it's great that you mentioned the fact that you don't have to know anything. Mm-hmm. or don't have to know a whole lot because you're going to learn everything <laughs> yeah. on the job. I think that's something that um, holds people back when it comes to internships, especially sure. at big corporate companies. It's like, I have no I ha- no idea how to do POS. Like, I have no idea what this Excel function is. I, yep. you, you know what? I don't think people expect us to come in knowing that for the yeah. most part. They obviously want They want to know that you can learn it. Exactly. And it's more about who you are. So
1: like when I was interviewing for the internship, I was pretty honest in the fact that I don't have any merchandise experience. I don't even have retail experience. Like I said, I worked as a waitress through high school in my early years of college. And it was more about who I was in that interview process. Like they asked me what drove me to do Hano Connect. Like, what'd you get out of it? Why Why did you put so much work into it? Like, that was my work. And I also worked at the athletic department and did a pink campus rep. But those weren't, like, real jobs. They were experiences that I delved myself into and, like, took on as a part of myself. And so being able to explain my experience that wasn't necessarily work, just things that I was involved in and how that built me and how it gave me those skills was super important. And I would say more impactful at times than it would have been if I had an actual retail job or Mm -hmm. if I knew all of these Excel functions. I think it was more important that I had this culture fit that I could express that I'm going to learn this and I'm going to learn it quick and I'm going to dedicate myself and work hard. And I think that those attributes and those really just the culture is more important than that day-to-day tasks and like checking those boxes, especially when you're entry level or an internship level.
0: Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important... Also, depending on what companies you're looking to work for. Oh, totally. I mean, there's some cultures that I'm sure would not sustain. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know I couldn't work at, at ABC company or XYZ company mm-hmm. because I just don't see myself being able to live up to the expectations they have for culture. Yeah. And I think Adidas is really dynamic in the fact that there's so many different personalities and mm-hmm. there's kind of always a place for those personalities because it is yeah. such a big company.
1: Definitely. And we really, like, not to sound cheesy and I don't think it is cheesy but we drive like differences here and like we really drive diversity and having different perspectives and I think a lot of companies say that but being here I feel it and like I feel that our people and just the way that we behave and we interact and we push each other and our culture as a whole, especially well as a whole and on my little team, like I constantly feel challenged and I constantly feel like I'm getting new perspectives and I'm being driven and developed. And I think that's really unique here. And I, I mean, this is coming from biased perspective, but I love it here. Like because of that culture, like teamwork and confidence and creativity and being able to try new things. And I feel like at a normal not normal, but maybe other corporate companies, you don't get the chance to have those types of things. And to be able to experience that here, especially so early on, Mm -hmm. I feel super grateful. And like, I recommend anyone to work here. I know I'm being biased and pushing that, but it's just, it's so cool to go into work and to feel that you're with a great team and you're being challenged and you're going to mess up and you're going to pick each other up and you're just going to work through it. And just knowing that you have that support and that drive here is, it's driven me to be successful for sure. Yeah.
0: I think it helps having kind of like a higher purpose, whether Mm -hmm. that's, you know, just getting a certain project done or working with your team to get over a certain challenge. I think just knowing like, it's okay. Like we got each other's back (laughs) Like we're all gonna have different opinions, but it's fine. I think that's a totally. really great company culture. And yeah. Not to say that you know that's not apparent everywhere else, but mm-hmm. I think it's great that you can really rep for it. Yeah. And yeah, you're biased, but also <laughs> you've had experience working other places, yeah. and you've definitely come across a lot of personality. Oh, and, for sure. Um, it's really cool to see that you're still like very optimistic and very excited about being here, even though you've been here for what you know, like two two-ish years. years. Yeah. 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 And I feel that from our leadership team as well. Like,
1: even people who have been here much longer than me and are very tenured, they're so excited to come to work. And just having that positivity and that drive feed down through the rest of the employees is very apparent, I would say. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Have you had any um, really cool or really kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this, that I get paid to do this kind of (laughs) moments? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Hmm.
1: You know, we do a lot of fun things here at work. Like we grind and we work really hard, but the work life balance here is awesome. And so when we're grinding, we're knocking shit out and we're getting stuff done. We also take time to have fun and to make sure that we're, you know, energizing ourselves for the rest of our work. And so we get to do fun things all the time. And that's, those are the examples of when I'm like, wow, this is a cool company to be at. For example, we have like all employee timber games or, Um, tomorrow we're going on a boat cruise today we have kick and ball or kickball and slip and slide out on the uh, field this afternoon like it's just those things keep me here and like keep reminding me that like yes we're grinding and we're It's stressful, but like our company actually cares that we have fun Mm -hmm. and we care that we're each other are enjoying our workplace and enjoying our teams outside of the work and really taking time to make sure that we're happy and re-energized to come back in and get our job done.
0: Yeah. I think that would be a great model for a lot of other companies who maybe are struggling with, you know, keeping morale up and yeah, it's the little things. It's like, you know, just like doing a cookie tasting thing or (laughs) someone bringing their dog into work. Like it's. You yeah. know, especially when you are doing such rigorous work, and I'm sure it's extremely challenging sometimes, mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to kind of like look up for a second, and be like, okay, I can take my mind off of this yeah. for an hour and go do some fun thing with a coworker. Totally. Slip and slide seems like. <laughs> Honestly, the coolest thing any workplace has ever done. Oh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, what are some challenges that you've faced um, in the last couple years since you've been here? I mean, I know there's a lot of really fun and cool stuff you do, but of course, there's always going to be something that comes up that's going to push your face in the dirt. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. I've had a number of challenges. Um, I guess just thinking holistically, the one main challenge I've experienced since I Well, even in college, but mainly since I left and started here is like really figuring out what I like to do. And I think through my years here and my time here, like I'm less focused on what job I want and I'm more focused on what attributes do I want in a job and like less focused on the title, more focused on am I doing something that I like, Mm -hmm. which I think is super important. And when I was just coming into Adidas, I was like, "Oh, I'm, I want this title, and then I want this title, and I want to just keep moving up through this same team." But then, like my my current manager, she's so awesome and has developed me so much. She really pushed me in in like really thinking critically about what do you like in your current job, what do you not like, and how are you going to use those two things to build your next step and to identify your next role, and making sure that you're not title focused and you're not just worrying about these other things but you're worrying about your interests and at the end of the day that's what it comes down to Mm -hmm. so i think one of the challenges for me is just constantly evolving where i want to be because i have no plan in mind like i could say where i wanted to be in five years and that could change in a few days Mm -hmm. and i also don't want to limit myself in saying that i want to be here in five years right I want, I'm keeping it very open. So if someone were to ask me that, I would say, I don't know, it's like, it depends on my interests, how they change. And I think people, especially students get asked all the time, where do you want to be in five years? Like, what's your role? And that's super difficult to answer when you don't know, and you haven't had a a chance to taste different things and try new things and decide which path you want to be on. So I try not to ask that question since I've learned that, it's perfectly fine and it's probably a good thing to not know exactly where you want to be or exactly what you want to do because it's going to take time and it's going to take experience to learn that. Second challenge I would say is confidence. Coming into a corporate company young can be difficult. Um, I'm grateful that Adidas doesn't, like age is not a thing here, but for me personally, like in my own mind, it's a thing for me. I don't know why, but just coming in with less experience and um not having a ton of, you know, jobs and, or even years under my belt in comparison to some of my peers, that's been hard. And for some reason, when we're either growing up or through school, we're taught that like confidence is from experience and like confidence is from getting these things done and like checking the boxes and working your way up and all of these things that I don't think confidence is anymore. And I've kind of through... Through these challenges, I've changed my perspective of confidence. And I think the most important piece of confidence for me is confidence in the unknown, whether it's confidence in the unknown of not knowing where you're going to be next, how you're going to solve this problem, um, what you're even supposed to do with this problem, or what you're even supposed to do in your job, etc. Like, I've experienced so much unknown. And I when I first started that unknown scared me and it like worried me. And like I said, I felt like I didn't know these things in my internship and like, how am I supposed to be confident if I don't know what I'm doing? And I think developing in the last year, my manager again, she's awesome. Sarah, she taught me like, it's okay to not know you can make something up and try your best. And like, make the strategy like have confidence in this and share it with other people get people's perspective and then you can kind of filter out and like start to make it known and start to fully understand but confidence is just super interesting to me and it's something that I I've struggled with but I think it's important to note that confidence is not what you may think it is and you you might develop your self-confidence throughout the years and not even realize it like in my internship, I can confidently say that I was not confident. Yeah. Um, and then looking back through the years, I'm like, man, I was pretty confident in the way that I did things. Like, it's okay to look back and realize, you know, I was confident. And at the time, I didn't feel it. And maybe at the time right now, I don't feel it. But in a few years, I guarantee you I will. And just knowing that that develops. And I think being young and coming into any industry, it can be hard and you can feel not confident about it. But I think realizing your strengths, realizing it's okay to not know is all part of that confidence development. So I think those are the two main challenges of, for me personally, like in my own mind that I've faced. That was pretty detailed, but yeah. like hopefully nope. that gives a little bit of like advice for people who may not feel confident or who may not feel where they want to go. Like it's totally cool and mm-hmm. like it's okay and you're going to grow and you're going to develop and eventually you'll, you'll start to learn a lot about yourself.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that, like you said, over the years, I think we've been taught that it is experience is what, you know, really is the main focus of confidence or it's what grows your confidence yeah. is, oh, well, I did this. I went to this internship. I got this job. And it's it's not. It's mm-hmm. I think it's knowing that you can do it, whether it's known or unknown. Yeah. And I think it's just having like this kind of guttural like animal instinct of saying like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and if it sucks, it sucks. And I learned something and, yeah. you know, fall back 20 times, stand up 21. Oh, kind of totally. Day.
1: I can't tell you how many times I've failed, how many times I've messed up, how many times I've done things that I shouldn't have done in my role or in my personal life. And especially in my role, like I messed up, like I said, like you just said, and you fix it and you move yeah. on like failing fast and failing without fear and knowing that you're going to learn something, which you learn something every single time you fail. Absolutely. That's just a great mindset to have because everyone fails. And especially in a corporate setting, you're still going to fail. And that's just how life is, right? That's where
0: you mm-hmm. learn and that's where you grow. And I think people are pretty forgiving. Oh, yeah. I for think sure. we're always so scared that, you know, the ruler is going to be slapped mm-hmm. on our wrist if we mess something up. But I think especially because, you know, being young, coming into a corporate company, people hopefully should have the expectation that you don't know everything you don't know all the rules you don't know the culture and the you know the nuances of that yeah um and whether you're you know trying to do a student group or whether you're just trying to make it through school like people are pretty understanding i think as you get older you have a little bit more understanding and empathy for others and you can kind of say you know they're probably going through something they didn't mean to do it why would they you know yeah, hurt themselves or screw up this terribly on purpose. Totally.
1: And I think it's also like coming in young or coming in from a different industry or coming in with different perspectives into at least Adidas, that's all I can speak for. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we we like and it's good to have fresh perspectives and to try new things and and we encourage that. Like try this and if it doesn't work, we learn something from it. Like we're not in trouble. We'll work yeah. on it. And sometimes things that I've tried and haven't worked out have sparked new ideas for other things. So I think it's important to not feel restrained. Also to like mind your boundaries, of course. Right. But like <laughs> not feel restrained and and be able to try new things, which I think is super important. And that's helped me a ton, for sure.
0: Yeah. So kind of moving into a different conversation, um, so you've been in the industry for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. you've obviously, you grew up with athletics. Yeah. So what do you think your experience in athletics, how do you think that influenced you? I mean, obviously it influenced you because you ended up at an athletic and outdoor company, but mm-hmm. so growing up and doing athletics and then coming to college and kind of everything changing and you not doing athletics, you know, all the time and you come into this big city and... It must have been really intimidating um, to do that. So do you have any uh, tips for success or things maybe not to do for students coming into the business school or coming into, um, you know, a student group or something like that where there's a lot of people who are older than you who might Mm -hmm. have more experience? Do you have any suggestions for those people um, on how to maybe build their confidence or what resources they can seek out?
1: Yeah, I would.
0: I, I think seeking out resources is huge. So,
1: like reaching out to the different resources that are, are available through the business school is my number one piece of advice. Like like I said, I was introduced to this program through that. The advisory program is awesome. Um, they helped me discover classes. They helped me discover dis- different student groups. And when I expressed my interests, they helped like align those with what was available. Um, The second is the ANO or food certificate, CRL in general. I mean, reaching out to those people in that group, whether it's the student group or Jennifer or the certificate, like, that is huge. Also, the professors that teach those classes are, like, they're in the industry. Like they know what's happening. They know their connections and they can give you real life advice that is really unique to learn in the classroom. So I would, I know it can be scary to go up to professors, but like that is so key in making those relationships and fostering them throughout your career. Um, let's see what else. I would also just like, you don't have to start a student group or anything, but like really explore your interests and like, see how you can innovate your interests or your college career. Like you have a ton of freedom being on this campus and being able to mold your own path and mold your own interests, whether it's doing this podcast or just finding super cool things to help grow yourself outside of school and outside of work is super important. I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah well one last question sure um there are a lot of paths to success and you've obviously had quite a windy one yeah (laughs) um but what do you see people doing regularly that either you know inhibits their success or really improves their success Ooh, that's a good question um
1: first and i say this to everyone i think the first thing to being successful is being yourself like Authenticity is huge. Whether you're going through an interview process or you're applying for jobs, being your true self is very important. And I get asked all the time, especially when I worked in recruiting, like, how can I stand out and how can I be my authentic self when you're looking at thousands of resumes and these recruiters are dealing with a ton of people? And I think it's just important to know that you you may get lost in these there's a lot of unique people that will get lost but if you can do little things whether it's on your resume or in your interview to really showcase yourself and why you're unique that's important and whether it's your resume and you put a little hobby section like that's always my little recommendation is put a little hobby section on there and it shows that you what you like to do outside of work which is super important here for us to understand Um, so being yourself being authentic Um, the second thing I think to success, hmm, this is a tricky question. I haven't thought about what means success or how to get there. Um, I think trying new things is, is also like a huge thing to success. And like we said, it can be success or it can be a failure when you try new things. But for me, I dove into that retail internship with no experience and that was scary and exciting and it was a thrill. And I'm so glad I did it. And, then out of my internship, moving into recruiting, that wasn't my career path. I didn't, I didn't want to be in HR recruiting, but I wanted to stick with the brand and I wanted to get more experiences and more perspectives on the brand. And recruiting for sure did that for me. Like it was a six-month LTD contract role, so it wasn't for sure, um, and it wasn't going to be my career, which was nice. But I tried it, not knowing that I would not have a role afterwards, knowing that it was just for experience, and that was very valuable. And then moving into my current role, which I'm in my current role because of the connections I made in my internship. I moved completely into this new e team and um, tried it. And I was like, I don't know anything about e I don't know anything about digital or analytics. And I'm not sure how this is going to work, but I tried it and I absolutely love it. And like, I'm so glad that I took those leaps. So I think not being scared to take those leaps and not being scared to try new things is uh, for sure a key to success. And my third um key to success i would say is that work-life balance which is so important like being able to go home at at 5 or five thirty and close your laptop and have your night to yourself or your weekend to yourself and then show up to work the next day and just grind it out like that balance is super important and then i also think just mirroring like for me in the sports industry mirroring my passion of sports and business like the two are super similar And when you're working for a sports company, like we're competitive, we work as a team, we're all going for this one goal. And like, we have a lot of games that we lose, we have a lot of games that we win. And we have to pick each other up. And just like seeing that everything that I enjoyed in sports is being mirrored in my career, not my day to day tasks, but like my, my team and Mm -hmm. how I feel about work is, is awesome. So Having that work-life balance, but also like making sure that your interests, is, interests, um, and values align with what you're doing, is for sure a key key to success. I would say, um, things. I think your other part was things that inhibit success mm-hmm. at school, in an industry, or in day-to-day life. Hmm, I would say just the opposite of everything I just yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, um, I don't know. I've made a lot of mistakes and tried a lot of things and I can't think of anything that I wouldn't do differently. But when I, I guess when I look at people who are interested in coming here or students who are interested in just starting anywhere in the industry or in mm-hmm. any industry, like um, setting yourself up for just identifying like one path you want to be on. I think that in- inhibits your success for sure. Mm-hmm. If you have the title in mind or if you have this one path you want to be on maybe for some people that works and they just want to be in this one tunnel but i think like i said i keep saying it the experiences and the breadth of experiences that you can have really shape that so i would just say don't limit yourself and um work really hard for some reason there's just really weird perspective on millennials especially like us at the younger part in mm-hmm. the fact that we don't work hard or like we set these rules and like the rules must be followed by everyone right and there's just a lot of really weird things that people think about students that are coming out of college right now i don't know why um and I see it in the news. We see it in these articles all the time, you know, like, how to manage a millennial who doesn't want to work or something, you know?
0: Oh, and how we're, like, <laughs> destroying Applebee's and mayonnaise. Yeah, apparently. yeah.
1: So, like, just weird things like that. And I think it's important for us to shatter those expectations and that mindset. Like, when I was interviewing, I my favorite line, and I hate to give it away, but I'm going <laughs> to give it away, is, um, I am a millennial and i have that millennial creativity and that drive and that that reaction and willingness to try new things and fail quickly but i'm also like i have the old school work ethic i'm going to work hard i'm going to get things done and i think it's important to have that balance and to shatter those expectations of anything that people are expect expecting of you in a negative way and just show up and um be your authentic self and work really hard and don't take, like, all those articles to heart and just be true to who you are and mm-hmm. and get shit done. Yeah. Sorry if I'm not allowed to cuss on here, but We'll it, it out. Happens, it's okay. fine. You're good. Well, thank you it
0: so much. It just happens, yeah. Yeah. You know what? The first shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> I glad it was you. Oh, good. Our team motto,
1: I don't know if I should say this, but our... T- no, I will. Our team motto for, like, our little partner program team is get shit done. Yeah. So... Get shit done. Yeah. (laughs) There we go.
0: This episode of How I Got Here was recorded at Adidas headquarters in Portland, Oregon. This show is brought to you by the Center for Retail Leadership, inspiring change through collaborative experiences between future thought leaders and industry to design the future of retail. For more updates on the show or to find out more about the Center for Retail Leadership, visit our website linked in the show notes. This podcast was edited by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audiences with a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com.